Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast here on this Thursday, November 26th, 2020. Yes, it is Thanksgiving. You say, Josh, wow, so dedicated. You even do this, put out podcasts for us on Thanksgiving. I knew you guys needed this. You guys needed to hear my my, uh, batting order for Thanksgiving. I'm going to go one through nine. I'm going to give you my batting order for Thanksgiving foods. All right, one to nine. I'm going to place them like a lineup. All right, mine's going to be unconventional. Not going to lie to you guys. Not going to lie. It's going to be unconventional. But it's going to make some sense um, as we go along here. So I think you guys are going to enjoy. I'm going to go one through nine, slot them in the order, and give you a reason why. All right, and you guys might feel differently than me, but uh, you know, I feel like this is an important episode we need to do. No, we're going to have some fun today. So I hope you guys enjoy it. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's time for my Thanksgiving batting order. So a couple notes here. I'm going to equate my foods to like professional baseball hitters in certain slots, certain positions, all right? Number two here thing is um, turkey's not on this list. Turkey is not good. The more and more you know, people I speak to, uh, not a lot of consensus saying that turkey is a good food. So uh, it's, it's not. It's dry and it needs help you know, if you want to eat it. So I think there are other meats out there. And um, you guys will see in my list if I have provided uh, a meat. It's pretty exciting here. And the only acceptable for- form of turkey I'll take is turkey legs. I do love a good turkey leg. I'm totally cool with that. All right, so let's get to the order here. One through nine. Batting first, I'm going to put Sister Schubert rolls, all right? If you, and this is not an endorsement at all. Whatever kind of bread product you like, this is probably your number one, right? It's reliable. It's going to get your meal started. It's going to get you in the right direction as you begin to eat your meal, right? It's, you know, it's yeah, bread can be filling, but come on, that sweet, you know, buttery taste of a nice roll to go along when you're on your plate it's it's the perfect starter, right? And that's that's the one thing that's on my plate before it gets too messy. Uh, I like to have my rolls and I like to eat my rolls. So I think you have to go with whatever kind of bread product you guys like as your leadoff. And I think that that one makes uh, a whole heck of a lot of sense. All right, my second uh, pl- position here is going to be mashed potatoes. And these need to be made correctly, all right? And the, the mashed potatoes have to be made uh, the correct way, Okay. So, you know, whatever way you like to make them, whip them up that way. But I think it's another part of the meal. It's essential. It's good to have the front part. You love eating it. And, um, you know, I think it goes well also with some vegetables, too. Uh, I do think it's it's a valuable part uh, of, of that part of the meal. So mashed potatoes, number two. All right, my three spot, and my batting third for me in my Thanksgiving batting order is going to be this one's, you know, it's challenging for a lot of people here, but for me, it's stuffing. And I think, um, you know, somebody tweeted the other day that we should eat stuffing more days than just on Thanksgiving. And I say no, because I think it makes it so special, right? And there's a lot of different ways uh, to make stuffing. But I think because of the way, you know, stuffing is, is held, holds such a, um, a great spot for many people, it's also the best part of the meal. Like I, the more people I talk to, the more people I realize, you know, believe me on this, is that stuffing is the best part of a Thanksgiving meal. And, you know, it's a delicious combination. Uh, it goes well with the right kind of meats. You know, if you're a ham person, it goes well there. So I, I think with that in mind, um, you know, a lot of people 
uh, are kind of split on how, how they feel about, you know, what is the best part of Thanksgiving. I'm going to go with the stuffing. And I think that's why it's number three. It's reliable. It's there every single season, uh, you know, every single season, every single year you get there. And when you eat it, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot how much I love stuffing. It's the best part of the meal. It's it's always a part of seconds, too. Every, and I think it's honestly the qualifier. It's kind of what shows that, you know, what is a great part of Thanksgiving meal. Do you go for it when you reach for the seconds? And the answer is yes. All right, batting fourth. This one's difficult. I'm not even sure it deserves to be here. Whatever kind of meat you like, as long as it's not a turkey, okay? No, we're not doing turkey. Ham, steak, roast beef. Uh, you know, my mom makes a great beef tenderloin that we usually eat. We're eating that this year. Um, you know, maybe I've, I've known some families that do ribs, uh, short rib, you know, also too. Um, you know, whatever your meat is. That is the fourth position, right? It's, it kind of holds the meal together. It's right there. It's the power part of your meal. Uh, you know, the meat, right? We're in the meat of the order at number four. So I think having a meat there is what makes sense in that fourth spot. Fifth, pecan pie. Because now we've added elements of mashed potatoes, stuffing, you know, all those things. And you can finish off the first meal with dessert. I'm not sure if you guys, you know, some people are different. I'm somebody that likes to eat my first Thanksgiving meal and once I'm done eating, right, when, when, I'm, when I've completed the first meal, I like to eat my pecan pie. That does not mean my meal is done for the day, all right? And so I think in that fifth spot, it's a nice way to round out the meat of the order before you get to the back part. So, you know, you're, you're rounding out the first meal of the day if you are me in this scenario, all right? So I'm going to go with pecan pie. And whatever pie you guys like, that's, it's your preference. I'm a pecan guy. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm, Virginia is a South. Look, my dad is from Southwestern Virginia. I love, uh, you know, I got a little bit of a sweet tooth. So I'm going to go with pecan pie here at the fifth spot. Six, this is where things do get interesting. I'm going to go with mac and cheese here. And uh, the key for me is I don't love the creamiest mac and cheese in the world. Uh, you know, upset the stomach sometimes. And look, if you're trying to eat later on the day, you know, it's, uh, you don't want a ton of creamy mac and cheese. Well, the reason I put it sixth is six is where I started to think about my comeback meal. This is for later in the day. If you guys eat maybe a lunch Thanksgiving, this is where you guys can come back and get your mac and cheese in this spot or whatever you like. So I'm going to go mac and cheese at five because it's 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 a core part of your seconds, of your leftovers, all right? It is a 110% bona fide part of that uh, part of your meal. So it's got to be part of the leftovers, all right? Six. So hitting six. Uh, no, I'm at seven now, rather. Green beans, all right? You're hoping to get some production here. This is a spot in the order where, you know, you're, if your seven hitter is good, you're happy. Maybe it's your catcher, uh, you know, if he's a not, not a horrible hitter. And if your team's loaded, maybe this guy is a pretty decent hitter. I don't know. But with this one, green beans, you know, I, I think it's so you feel a little bit better about yourself, right? A vegetable with that seconds. You've eaten so much throughout the day. In this case, you've already eaten your dessert, too. So having something there that makes you feel a bit better about your seconds, right? Throw some mac and cheese in that plate. Then you throw a little bit of green, uh, some green beans on that plate. You're in a good position here. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of where uh, you would like to be uh, at this point. All right, we got to round out the batting order here. We got to go eight and nine, all right? So I, I will I, I'm go with this. Drink should be here at number eight, all right? You need a good beverage when you are eating your, uh, or, yeah, when you're eating your meal, you need a quality beverage. Couple ways you go here. I think sometimes actually water might be appropriate, just because water is a good drink when you got a variety of different foods on the plate. You know, washes everything down pretty well. When I was, you know, we would go do family Thanksgiving in Southwest Virginia. 
um, my grandfather bought bottled soda. So, you know, RC plane actually. So I would drink RC diet, right? Cheer wine, those, those things seven up. Um, and I don't drink caffeine anymore. So it'd have to be probably seven. I actually don't really don't drink soda much anymore either. So in this spot, I'm going to go with sparkling water. I'm a huge sparkling water guy. And I'm, and I'm, look, I'm an experimental sparkling water guy. All right. I will go for the different brands all the time. All right. Uh, Trader Joe's, you know, shout them out. They got a good brand. Uh, this, they have this awesome lemon blueberry one. Fantastic. Uh, I'll definitely be crushing probably four or five of those today during my meal. If you want to go towards the alcoholic way, you know, you can never go wrong with a nice beer. It might not sit well though with your, you know, fall, I mean, maybe a nice, you know, something a bit more of the fall twinge, right? Uh, I'm not the most expensive um, beer drinker in the world. Maybe, you know, you go with New Belgium. They've got a nice, I forget what it is, but they've got a nice uh, orange scented beer that that I'm a fan of. Um, I actually should have, I should have, um, talk to Eno Saris about this because, you know, he was the one who did that beer and baseball article. But yeah, maybe, you know, a nice uh, shandy, you know, if you're a bourbon person, you know, that's maybe later on in the meal. That's a, that's a port, uh, important part of your later in the day. Uh, you know, maybe some, uh, some whiskey later in the day to finish things off when you're watching some football and this year going to be basketball because uh, there's no late football game. You're laying on the couch late at night, you know, maybe a glass of wine. So whatever your beverage is, I think it's it's right to put that in the eight spot. Um, not you know it can be critical, but it's not the most important part. But still an important part of the overall experience. And then ninth, all right, ninth. I'm gonna I'm not a huge sauce person, so my sauce is going to go ninth. Whatever sauce you need, wherever you want to put it, your gravy, whatever. I'm not a sauce person, um, but so my version of sauce here is going to be the whipped cream slash ice cream that you put with your pie. So if you're like me, you're going to put a little uh, vanilla ice cream and a little bit of whipped cream with your pecan pie. I think that's a good way to go. So I think that is something that's sweet, delicious, uh, you know, and kind of ends things off, caps things off. And that's why it's in that nine spot. So once again, let's go through the entire order that I have here. Batting first, rolls. For me, it's the Sister Schubert rolls that I have in that first spot. Batting second, like I said, you got those mashed potatoes on the plate. In third, you have the stuffing, uh, whatever kind of stuffing you all like. I think they're generally all kind of the same, but I could be wrong about that. In the four hole, I have whatever meat you are going to have for me. I put the beef tenderloin that my mother makes. That is, for me, the number four spot in the batting order. Five, I had the pecan pie because that's rounding out the meal, uh, your your first meal. In sixth, I have its leftover season. We're going to go with mac and cheese. In seven, that led way, it led its way to green beans. In eighth, I have whichever beverage I choose. I chose the blueberry lemonade, uh, blueberry lemon Trader Joe's sparkling water. So an uh, interesting choice there. And then also to uh, maybe a new Belgium for later on in the day, uh, you know, when you're relaxing with the family. And then to round things off, I have the whipped cream slash ice cream that you put on the pecan pie. So, uh, you know, nice little compliment. And you hope that kind of, you know, helps you out, uh, turns over the lineup, if you will. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about some of the news in baseball. All right, quickly some news here on the baseball front on this Thanksgiving. So this comes from Jeff Todd at MLB Trade Rumors about the Mets front office search. And it's interesting because Steve Cohen has noted they've had a challenging time finding uh, candidates for their head of baseball operations. On Twitter, um, or Mike Puma of the New York Post he covers uh, the, the Mets. He said, quote, um, this is from Steve Cohen. I thought it would be a little bit easier than it has been. 
Cohen said of his efforts to build out a new staff, including a replacement for outgoing general manager Bertie Van Wagenen. The problem per Cohen is that it's tough to get qualified candidates in the door for a chat. He said, quote, baseball is kind of funny where you have to ask permission and we are not getting a lot of permission, um, end quote. And I think what's interesting here is there is some acknowledgement by other teams in Major League Baseball that the Mets are going to poach you know, or trying to poach somebody qualified. It's interesting. My dad was uh, listening to uh, Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM yesterday, and he, he came back in and told me that uh, Chris Christie was on. And Chris Christie, you know, obviously former governor of, of New Jersey, say what you will about him, whatever. Chris Christie said that he said, now, I know Steve Cohen pretty well, and Steve does not is not going to just go crazy and spend money. He is fiercely competitive, is what Christie said. But he said he's going to spend money and he's going to spend it in a smart way, in a thoughtful way that's going to help out the franchise. And I think that's what these other teams are seeing is that somebody uh, like Steve Cohen will come in and poach one of their you know well-known, well-regarded front office members and give them a hefty sum of money to come work for Steve Cohen. Once again, like Christie said, it seems that Steve Cohen, you know, they're not going on some spending bonanza right now, but they're thoughtful. They're starting to kind of get their uh, their ideas, their their collective uh, thoughts together to, about what they want to do with this franchise, and that has led them to a point where they're you know they're trying to get access to some of the smartest minds, and they're not getting it. So I think that's something to keep an eye on uh, as we move forward. All right, if any news breaks, we will have it here uh, on the Locked on Nationals podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Everybody have a very good, uh, very safe, and very happy Thanksgiving. And let's see if the Washington football team can get a win and get into first place in the division. Let's beat those Cowboys.